Welcome to a Neon Jazz interview with the very talented Kansas City trumpeter and an ambassador of the current scene in Kansas City, Herman Mahari. On a recent interview with Neon Jazz, we catch up with a musician that has been very busy since our first interview back in 2012. He talks about his recent album, recorded in Paris following a Kickstarter online campaign, winning the Charlotte Street Award, and a whole lot more about how he continues to etch a historic jazz memory in Kansas City and beyond. Dig it. Hey, good, man. How are you? Good. First of all, thanks again for uh, joining me on Neon Jazz, our interview series. I think the last time we spoke was in... 2012 so a lot has happened since then so why don't we why don't we start with this here um as i said a lot has happened and i'm going to kind of break down what's been going on so we can catch up with you um first of all how is diverse doing well um the album um is a result of a series of, of trips we've made to paris starting in 2010 um, we went out there and did a, a month-long self-imposed residency in uh, June of 2010, um, which was part funded by our fans through Kickstarter uh, and then part funded by us. And we uh, ended up playing a few gigs out there and, and did some networking and started establishing uh, relationships and contacts and building an audience out in Paris. Um, and then, so that set up the way for us to continue going back there. Um, and in those trips, we met up with uh, Parisian piano player Tony Tixier, and uh, we hit it off really well with him. And we brought him here a couple of times to Kansas City, um, and we decided that we wanted to do our recording with him. And so we recorded it in Paris. Um, with him and a special guest, Logan Richardson, who's originally from Kansas City and now lives in Paris. Um, and that's kind of in a nutshell how, the, how that whole recording came about. So, what was Paris like? Um, Paris, to me, is, uh, in a personal way, a very inspiring city. Um, I just get inspired musically when I just walk around, you know. Um, it's just a beautiful place, you know, historic and old. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I, I love doing research about stuff, you know, I mean, like read books about Paris and French history. And um, and just, you know, it's just aesthetically, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Um, and then also just from a from standpoint of um, the people there are really into the music. Yeah. Um, you know, and jazz music. <clears throat> it, it's had... It's, that's part of the history too, actually. You know, this is famous expats who have lived in, you know, jazz jazz musicians who have lived in Paris. Well, that's always been kind of the line, is that with jazz music, it's better appreciated in somewhere like Paris. Is that still something that would hold up these days? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, you know, like I was kind of the example I would use is just people. I would meet people in there who. Uh, didn't even know me, you know, and I would say, hey, I, this is what I do. I play in Kansas City. I'm here playing some music. Um, you know, I'll play here at night, and they would say, cool, we're going to come check you out. <laughs> um, and they would be there at the show, absolutely be there. Um, and, and not that that doesn't happen here, but, you know, a lot of people here would be like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, I'll come see you, and, you know, they might show up. But um, it was just like, 
everyone we met had been struck up in a conversation with, and, you know, the relationship was like totally into what we were doing, invested in wanted to come out and support. Um, it, it's, it's just an incredible team. In that regard. Not only are you working with Diverse, I mean, you're you're all over the place when you listen to the radio and, and hear the events calendar. You're, you know, you're at the Majestic, you're playing with John Velge and the Prodigal Sons, making movies, um, gigging with other people. Kind of give me an overview of what you're doing or how a typical week of performing and doing what you do, how it all kind of parlays out. I do, uh, my Majestic thing I play weekly, um, and that's kind of my place to uh, play standards and swing, you know, that's kind of the aesthetic they want there, um, and it's great for me because that's a big part of, 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 of what I do, I love playing that music, um, and it's such a good, I feel like it's such a good foundation for me, um, and then, yeah, I play in all types of bands, like making movies, you know, rock band with a Latin influence, you know, um, sometimes we do salsa stuff. And, you know, the Prodigal Sons, John Bellevue's straight-up rock, you know. Um, and I do hip-hop shows. And, and I, that's kind of, like, mixed in on my weekends, you know, mixed in doing that kind of stuff. And, obviously, other jazz projects, too. Um, and I don't see it as a, uh, a balancing thing. It's, you know, I don't feel like uh, it's kind of, like, stretching me um, beyond my comfort zone. Because um, I'm just really into all these musics that I do, so it, it's um, you know it's I guess it kind of, kind of comes naturally in a way in that sense. Right on, and you've been getting a lot of ink lately about winning the uh, Charlotte Street Generative Performance Art Award. Um, that's a pretty big honor. Talk to me about what the honor means and what you get, and just kind of how you feel about it. Um, yeah, it's a, I'm incredibly honored to receive that. Um, I, you know, first of all, give props to Charlotte Street for being there to support artists like us. Um, it's just amazing that they're, that's what, that's, that's what they do. They support the arts in Kansas City. And so the award is that it's a $10,000 unrestricted cash award um, that I can use for anything. And they award it to people they feel like are, are, are uh, you know, growing in their careers, but also growing and providing something musically, um, not necessarily musically, something artistic to the uh, Kansas City scene. Um, and so, you know, in that sense, I'm very much honored to, to receive it. Um, and I'm using the money. I could use it for anything I wanted to, but I'm definitely using it to invest in my career and, and future projects. You know, one thing I, I've, I've always thought about since we first talked and I heard about you coming on the Kansas City scene, you hear about people that kind of are in Kansas City in, in some realm of performing arts, and you think, man, that, that guy's going to move to New York, or they're going to move to another city. But I get the sense as you're kind of maturating in a very jazz-rich culture in Kansas City that this seems like the place that you want to be. Is that true, or are you looking down the road to go to another city? No, it's absolutely true. I, I this is where I want to be, um, at least for the, any of the foreseeable future. Um, I I really believe in Kansas City uh, as a community um, and as a place to be for an artist like myself who has aspirations beyond it. Um, and uh, you know, I think there's not a lot of people I see making moves in terms of 
you know, trying to do things internationally. But the, the few who are are really inspiring me um, around here. And, uh, and I just, that's my goal is, is to be here and but also play play around the world on a regular basis. One thing that... Uh... I want to ask you about since this is this is the most pressing thing going on right now. Your new album. What are you doing to promote it? What are your expectations? Kind of give me a feel of what's going on for this album. All right. So this album, unlike our first, is self-released. Um, you know, our first one was an Origin Records. So right there, there's already a machine that do some promotion. This time around, it's all on us. Um, and, and in that same sense, we'll also we will see. All the, all the profits of it. Um, so I uh, have begun by starting to get try to get some radio play um, and trying to get us to chart on Jazz Week. So I just sent out about 90 CDs in the mail to uh, radio stations and, um, you know, we'll follow up and act as a radio, my own radio promoter in that sense. Um, beyond that, I'm trying to get, you know, some press, written press, you know, starting here, starting here locally, um, uh, and, and we're getting, you know, people are catching on just because of the actual release show itself. Um, and then I'm going to work, try to work blogs, and, you know, so I'm, I'm doing the job of promoter and publicist on my own, basically. Since we talked last, too, it seems like... And I get this sense when I talk to Kansas City musicians. The scene is thriving so much, and it's really being fueled. I think the last time we talked, there was a lot of focus on Jardines, and it seems like I don't hear anything about Jardines anymore, and there's more of a focus on the fact that all of these clubs are opening up. Take Five, Green Lady, Broadway Jazz. It sounds like you guys have a real mecca of options to play live in this town. We absolutely do, and you know, it's, it's uh, you know, in the past year and a half, um, three of the best musicians I know just moved to Kansas City, who I play with regularly, uh, as I've shown as Peter Schlamm, bassist Carl McComas Reichel, and drummer John Kadilovic, uh, who I just did a tour with a few weeks ago in the upper Midwest. Um, they're just some of my favorite musicians, and they're great assets in Kansas City. It's really amazing. So let me ask you this question. In about 20 years from now, when you just stumble upon a bio or you're in a room and someone's talking about Herman Mahari and Kansas City Jazz, what would you like to hear? That's a good question. Right on. 
So at this point now, you've had a lot of gigs live under your belt, met a lot of people, jammed on a lot of stages. What's your best jazz story that you have? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, this is, this is one that just came up just because we're talking about Diverse, but our first record release show um, at the Blue Room um, in 2009 uh, was, it went really great. It was packed, you know, like we, we couldn't ask for anything better. Um, you know, people had to wait in line to, to get in, which I hardly ever see the Blue Room. And then at the end of the night, Kenny Loggins shows up <laughs> and sits in on, with us. <laughs> cool, man. And he sang a couple of jazz standards. He pulled the lyrics on his phone <laughs> and just sang a couple of standards. Uh, it was kind of, you know, just totally unexpected and surreal. Wow, that's I, yeah. Now you got Footloose stuck in my head. <laughs> so, that's what. That's cool. See, that's what I'm talking about. That that was perfect. That was totally perfect. Um, sure. You know, one thing that I've been asking musicians lately, and I don't believe this, but you hear it sometimes. If someone was to come up to you and say, "Look, Herman, jazz is dead," what would you say to them? I would say that it's absolutely not dead. Um, you know, I know where the argument comes from, and, and that instead of, you know, there are people who believe that it's not a sustainable thing or it's not popular, um, but it's very much alive, you know, as long as there are people playing it, I'm making a living doing it, you know, um, there's people playing it and pushing the music forward, it's growing in so many different ways, jazz nowadays means so many different things, um, it's such a wide genre now, and, um, it's, it's just very much alive in that sense. I agree. I totally agree. Um, what is next for you? I'm talking not just tonight or next week or next year, but what are you looking to see happen in your career over, say, the next, you know, two to five years? One is that I'm going to establish my style in a couple of other places, just like I did with Paris. Um, so I have a couple of cities in mind, which I'm not necessarily wanting to say yet, but, um, you know, so I continue because that, the first thing was like totally a, a grassroots thing and, and it's working, it's working out for us. It's opened up doors we wouldn't have imagined. So I, I personally want to do that in a couple other places. And I'm also working on a, um, my next project, which I also don't want to say specifically what it is yet because I'm ready to reveal that, but. It is a project that will take a year or two, and it is a, it is a pretty big work in terms of uh, composition that I am uh, working on. So it, it, and it's probably most people would not expect me going to do it. Very cool. Well, Herman, I really wanted to just catch up with you and kind of get an idea of what's been going on. There's been so much that's been happening. Continued success, and thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Kansas City and spots all over the United States giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Herman for his time and dedication to the Kansas City scene. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or visit the neonjazz.blogspot.com for all things Neon Jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.